And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology. Here is today's host of Startup Hustle. Today's title for our episode is Believing in Yourself. I think it's going to be absolutely great. I'm, I'm bringing this to you by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Seth Hurd, welcome to the show. What's up, Andrew? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah, it. I'm super stoked to learn more about Brand Expand and what you guys are doing down there in St. Pete, Florida. Um, but as always, I like to start the show out just getting you know our listeners and myself just to know you a little bit better. Um, where does your, like, you know, everybody doesn't just start out writing a software to create holistic e-commerce, you know, making it easy. Like it obviously has a, a point before that, where you start to run into these kind of problems and see what people are dealing with. Um, where's your story begin? Yeah, man. Um, how far back do we go? Is... Well, let's go. Uh, did you know you were always going to be an entrepreneur? I mean, did you yeah. know you, were, did you no, grow man. up kind of being like, I want to own a business? It's weird. Like I never... I didn't do that until like after college, you know, I, I, I went to, to school for accounting and finance and, you know, had this kind of epiphany after six years in the corporate world. That's like not what I want to be doing. And all the jobs I work at, they just, I just didn't find it challenging enough. And I constantly wanted, you know, new challenges, new opportunities, ways to grow. And, you know, I found that I was just doing a lot of repetitive tasks and it just wasn't very challenging. And so, um, yeah, I actually read the four hour work week was really kind of what inspired me to kind of take a leap of faith and you know sure sure enough timothy ferris had a supplement uh, company that was selling online you know he's selling online and he could work four hours anywhere and so after reading that i was like man i could just take this use it as a blueprint this was back in 2014 when amazon was really just starting to get big for third-party sellers yeah um through like a thousand dollars at this garcinia cambogia which was like a weight loss supplement it's still there today, but uh, back then it was like the biggest rave. And I was like, if I can sell uh, a thousand bottles, you know, I might have something here. And so in 30 days, I moved all that inventory. And, on Amazon? Uh, on Amazon, yeah. And I was like, what? So I was just like, you know, you can just scale this idea. And so the rest is kind of history. Over the course of five years, I bootstrapped to a seven-figure exit in uh, in January, March of 21. Um, and so as I was building that about halfway through, I just like similar to you, just networked with a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs, going to events, conferences, et cetera, uh, specifically MDS, Million Dollar Seller Network. Okay. Um, they were really like instrumental in our early growth for brand expand. Um, and I had a lot of people just reaching out and wanting to know how to do different things. And basically I was providing consulting and I was like, I should probably just start paying or charging for this type of service. And they all wanted to know how to drive external traffic. It was like, how do I get customers from outside Amazon to Amazon or to Walmart or wherever it was selling on? And so that's kind of how it started. It was just like many businesses, it was just a major pain point for a lot of sellers and myself too, because I was still selling. 
Um, people were stitching together many chat flows, like inserts in packaging, like doing all this weird stuff, you know, just creating these really random strategies. Um, and we saw an opportunity to uh, create something that would bring all these strategies together into a software. And that's, uh, that's what we did. So uh, development took two years. And you were still awesome. building your private label brand at that time, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah, we were actually 21 and started in 2019. So like brand expand was like something you were actively, you know, building before the exit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. About one year into brand expand, I started to realize the potential of this and we um, kind of geared up to exit with our other brand. And, um, and so yeah, a year, year after that in 21, we were able to exit and just basically took all that money and reinvested it into the software. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So I spend a ton of time on off Amazon traffic, learning about it. Um, right now we're, we're playing with TikTok, TikTok shop, um, you know, becoming its own marketplace in its own way. Uh, but before that, you know, how to drive TikTok organic traffic to, um, to a landing page, landing page goes to Amazon, you know, you're checking BSR ranking, you're checking all these things. Um, a big problem for a lot of Amazon sellers and a lot of brands. Um, you know, the brands that aren't Amazon centric, they're not private label or they haven't, you know, uh, grown up, their brand grown up learning about, um, you know, the, the keyword ranking and, uh, you know, how to boost those things. Maybe a super URL, maybe search find buy, like, you know, for those types of sellers, I feel like off Amazon traffic and, and using it to boost your Amazon ranking makes a ton of sense. Okay. For sure. For like a traditional brand that's like been D to C and now they're selling on Amazon, they can't wrap their head around why they would want to take like, you know, um, probably a higher ROI or a more profitable traffic that's going to their website and redirect that to Amazon. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why they would. And you know, my strategy would be more so if you have a strong DTC, maybe one week out of the month or, or mm -hmm. two weeks out of the month or something like that. You know, we're dividing traffic. We're, we're trying to, we're doing a new brand launch, a strategy around that. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the ways that like that brand expand works? Like, I think let's break it down if we can, like to its, um, to the basics and say, hey, how does this help people like that? You know, I know of, uh, uh, not to bring up com competition on, on air, and I don't know if it is, but I'm trying to get my head around it. Uh, pixel me right yeah, um yeah. Is, is it similar in that way like does it help you make decisions um you know what is a brand expand for anyone that doesn't know yeah yeah so um i can't really speak for pixel me but it might be similar so our software is kind of two parts where we have the the brand expand which is our b2b SaaS, e-commerce SaaS, e-commerce okay. enablement is what we call it um and then we have a, a b2c deal network of you know, tens of thousands of buyers. And so we leverage the deal network to send that traffic to the listings um, across all these different channels. So we do Amazon, Walmart, Target, eBay, Etsy. We also have an other feature. You can literally put um, products from Chewy.com. We've had iHerb.com. We've done Shopify, so anything. Um, and then you uh, like create a campaign and then uh, tie that product to it and then turn it on, goes to our administrative portal and our team will review the launch, make sure that it's set up for success, and then we push it to our deal network, and that starts driving the traffic there. So okay, really so very affiliate-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so awesome. Um, so talk to me about the B2B SaaS side of it, how that works. The, the B2B or B2C? 
um i guess b2c in regards to like um before you talked about the deal network you were talking about the other side of it oh, okay yeah the b2b is is brand expand so that's that's our b2b SaaS, and we work with a lot of third-party sellers generally sellers that are doing a million plus in revenue because they just have more discretionary to spend it's a higher roi but also higher cost in the beginning um, i was just looking at a product launch we did today and it was about 11.5x ROAS. So this individual spent about 2.5K and is estimated to get about 22 to 25,000 in sales over the course of 30 days because they use their software, especially for newer products that are in what's called the honeymoon phase um, where uh, those marketplaces are gonna hyper rank you so they get more traffic and understanding about your keywords and what your product is actually about. Um, and so that's the, the B2B side. And then the B2C is a deal network. So we're building, um, I don't want to drop the name on the podcast, but we're building a, a site now that should be released sometime in Q4. And it's going to be um, really a, a really exciting, uh, like a gamified uh, deal site that customers can go to and provide, essentially provide feedback and recommendations for sellers in addition to purchasing their products. So sellers can ultimately not only get more traffic and increase conversion rates and increase sales, but get feedback that's going to be really important for them to improve their listing and further increase conversions. Uh, you can increase it. conversions with traffic. Of course, that leads to an explosive growth for your brand. Of course, especially on Amazon where everything, every kind of dial matters from the images exactly. to the keywords. Um, okay, so um, on the brand expand side, is it okay if we dig into like you know the guy spent twenty five hundred on the launch? Like, is that an existing seller that's that's adding new product to Amazon or Walmart or wherever, and then and pushing traffic? Is he spending twenty five hundred in one spot? Is it kind of spread between different things? Like, without giving too much of his information away, of course. Like, um, you know, what does that look like practically? Yeah, so um, that's factoring in the cost of our software and the cost of their product because the product is going to be somewhat discounted. Um, and so all the costs that go into driving that traffic there are into that 2,500. And then as far as, you know, we call it, um, listing relevancy and marketplace search optimization, because he has that boost in traffic and boost in sale sales, which sales velocity is inherently tied to the ranking of the product, obviously. Yeah. Totally. So with that, you get an increased visibility, more organic customers can find the product and that will create this, uh, this really explosive launch. Got it. So, yeah. um, just trying to wrap my head around this in case someone doesn't understand, right? So someone yeah. is like, I'm launching a brand. I'm going to partner brand expand. They get on brand expand and they're not doing the, uh, B to C the deal. They're not using like the deals, uh, the deal sites, the deal net. Uh, network to kind of grow it. They just want to use the brand expand side. So their price is discounted. There's an offer. There's a cost in there. There's a cost to use the service. What else from that side helps them get that visibility, helps them get that sales velocity, helps them, um, you know, um, what, what is actually is happening behind the scenes, I guess, with, with um, their budget? Yeah. So, I mean, really what we're trying to build brand expand is, is a one place that sellers can go to just drive traffic from everywhere, right? So right now we've been focused on the B2C side of it, which is our deal network. And then also the brand expand side, we're building them simultaneously. But in the near future, we're also gonna create campaigns where they can drive it from 
Google ads, through influencers and social posts, um, even direct mail has been in the, the talks. And so, you know, the brand expand in a few years will be one where sellers can go and say, I want to pull traffic from here. I want to pull traffic from here and really just create um, traffic from every direction that's external from that marketplace, drive it to the marketplace, and then also help with social proof. We don't do this on Amazon because Amazon's um, a little bit crazy, I guess, for lack of a better word, around reviews. But on marketplaces outside Amazon, we do what's called review requests, where uh, two weeks after the product's purchase, we tell our buyer network to, to share an honest feedback. Um, it's not incentivized. They just are asked to share some honest feedback. And that, of course, helps get more social proof. And everybody knows that social proof's really the It's thing. everything. It's everything. Um, so there's that. And then our team really helps all of our clients, too. You know, we I was a seller at one point, so, you know, I'm a seller at heart and we want to see all these sellers grow. Our big, you know, hairy audacious goal is to get a million sellers to a million in revenue or more. And so we'll help them set them up for success, give them, you know, ideas on how to optimize their product listing and really just kind of act as a consulting because that's really how it all began. Um, so I love that. So you guys have, is that like, something you charge for on the service side or is it more of just like support around like helping them with their launch and, and, and trying to make them successful? Yeah, great question. So we got into a situation where we had a lot of like what we call starters, which is our first tier come to us and try to get a lot of information, which is fine. Like that's how I started off. I would go, you know, up to these bigger sellers and like tug on their shirt and say, Hey, you know, what do I got to do with my title? You know? Um, but of course that all costs money. So now we have different service tiers. So we have um, support level, we have a success level, and then a concierge level, which is really for our enterprise clients. So based on the tier that they're on, we can provide higher levels of support for them. Got it. And is it, um, you know, is it consulting or do you guys actually do the work or, um, you know, just for people to, I think it's important that I'm asking these questions as if I'm a seller to say, hey, I want yeah, you to sure. sell me. Tell me like, you know, I think product launches and off Amazon traffic is like a number one topic right now Yeah, sure. um, in the space as Amazon gets harder, aggregators have came in, inflation's gone up, cost of goods have gone up, you know, and this is stuff that happened after the pandemic. We're still paying for it, you know, yeah. um, quadruple the cost of containers. Um, everyone's like, where else can I go to, to help me be successful? Um, and they're all like, I don't know what to do and what to do where, you know, um, and there's a level like, uh, you know, if someone's an Amazon private label seller, I feel like a lot of times um, they have kind of the knowledge to do it themselves if they want to. That's why they're there. Um, versus the brand, a brand trying to do the same thing. Um, it's just kind of built in a different way. Like they might have built it on social media. They might be a content creator. They might have built the D2C side. You know, yeah. they might be doing everything through agencies. Um, it's just kind of a different approach. 100%, yeah. And on... And on that side, um, are you guys kind of saying, hey, these are the things you should be doing and we'll give you like, you know, it's calls, slacks, whatever. You're talking to them all the time. Um, or is it like a done for you kind of thing? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. So it really just depends. Um, for our enterprise clients, the concierge service, like we'll literally set up launches and work with them and give them pointers to optimize listings and really hold their hand. We have some clients that are on this our highest tiers where we set up all the launches and we track them and we give them feedback. Um, and we have a lot of content that we send out too. So if somebody joins our mailing list, we have in our CRM, we have really great content that gets sent to them every week. So even if they're not using the software, we're trying to add value any way that we can um, just to help them grow. And then eventually we find that 
a lot of these sellers, you know, once we warm them up, once they see the value that we're providing, they come and try to launch and a lot of them stick around because they see the return on investment. I love it. What's the, what's kind of the entry level to trying, um, you know, a brand expand campaign? Yeah. So is our lowest, 2,500, is that kind of the starting yeah, point? It costs 2,500, but so our beginner tier is the starter tier. So that's 59 a month and you get 10 credits. So the credits coincide with, um, every sale. So every time you get a sale from our network, it costs a credit. Um, if you do flip on the review request, that's also a credit. So for example, if you were to get 20 sales through our network and do review requests on Walmart, for example, it'd be um, 20 sales, 20 review requests, 40 credits. So we oh. have different levels. So it just depends. Like the starter has 10 credits a month. The builder has 40. Expander has 100. Master has 300. And then we have enterprisers that go up to a couple thousand credits a month. So. Wow. And, and your guys' network is that big to like have that many shoppers purchasing from them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're co constantly growing the network and like bringing in fresh spaces. We have a ton of checkpoints in place because buyers will, our buyer network, I mean, anytime you give something of that much value, they're bound to try to take advantage of it. So we have a lot of checks and balances in place to make sure buyers are um, not, you know, abusing, um, abusing the service basically. Totally. Um, so some of the things I saw like back in the days of like giveaways and like, you know, viral launches and a lot of these companies that existed, um, they were giving away like nearly a hundred percent of the product cost. Is that, yeah. is that still common today or is it more of like a, you know, you're giving them a BOGO or a 50% off or something like that? Like what gets the deal done? Yeah. I mean, it, it really depends on like the desirability of the product. I don't like to say giveaways because our service is more around providing value. Like the buyers aren't just going there and purchasing the product. They're providing feedback and that's really inherently that's tied to the discount. Um, but it just depends. We have sellers that can do, you know, 30 to 50% and move the dial, but others have to do a lot higher. I mean, if it's what we call like an undesirable product, it's really hard to create that viral type of launch without doing a higher discount so they're like i don't why would we want this spoon you know, <laughs> whatever yeah no i get that and that makes a lot of sense like you know i think about i think we actively use especially when we're struggling like services like PicFu, um yeah. you know they give buyer feedback on images they're not i don't think they actually get the product in hand yeah. uh in the, in the you know with PicFu, but they're looking at your pictures they're saying hey this makes sense this doesn't make sense maybe you should try this yep we didn't like this and it's invaluable i mean it's invaluable feedback um, that I feel like people are on that site, you know, not because of what's necessarily in it for them. Like, you know, they're giving value. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And that's what it needs to be focused on. It's not, you know, just blasting the traffic there. It's really about creating more value and, um, uh, giving sellers feedback because everybody knows how hard it is to find out what your customer is actually thinking these days, you know? Amazon's and you're like, is the reason actually true or is it just yeah. one of the four options that they had? <laughs> And everyone's choosing like, you know, customer, customer, uh, error, you know, or yeah. image error. And you're like, that means nothing to me. It's like, right. you know, as an agency owner, we lose clients and we have an exit interview. Um, and I have to take, you know, I have to, I take value in that. Right. I, I obviously assess it. And there's a part of me that's also like, when does anyone ever tell you like the real truth of why For sure. whatever's happening? Right. Is it, um, finances is it like you know this was the plan all along is it like you know what is uh kind of getting down to like what is it about our product that people like or don't like i think that's huge it's tough yeah it's tough to get that 
like honest feedback from customers or you know clients people using the software we have the same thing with our software if somebody churns it's like we want to figure out why um and a lot of them are like yeah you know I'm not, i don't want to use it right now but i'll come back later and it's like tell me tell me why you know? yeah t- tell me why tell me why <laughs> um Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. So, um, okay, we understand now, um, you know, what Brand Expand is and like the service offering and kind of what you guys are doing for sellers and really helping them get that more traffic, that momentum behind it, especially in the honeymoon phase. Um, I agree. Like that's when you're going to get the most juice, the most bang. And I really like what you're saying just about, um, being able to do that for other marketplaces. It's not mm-hmm. just one, you know, if you're trying to get reviews on Chewy or, um, get some traction sales velocity going there. Um, I think that's huge. You know, um, even with TikTok shop, I know, um, you know, trying to get reviews on those first couple of purchases. So people seeing it can be, can be going. That's something I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, you talked about like, you know, roadmap for brand expand and what's, you know, what you guys are working on. Let's dig into that a little bit more. Um, what do you see coming down the line um, for brand expand? Yeah, we're so we're going to be focused heavily on these new campaign types um, like we talked about. So um, creating like Google type campaigns through an API with AdWords and then using, for example, Amazon attribution links with that is really going to be our primary focus here in the near future once we get this new um, deal site launched and then um, social influencer type campaigns uh, and then even direct mail campaigns because that works actually really well for certain products so um, so yeah that's really what's down the down the kind of being and, able to do that right there from inside you know yeah. it's something that's like a done for you thing or it's yeah. Hey, I want to, I want to spend, I got a $5,000 budget. I want to spend a thousand on Google, a thousand on influencers, a thousand on deal side. That's a great point. Yeah. So we're talking about doing a combo where you can create a hybrid of all these approaches and say 40% with this, 20% here, 30% there, or maybe even with AI, we can constantly change that. It can be a dynamic type thing where we're just putting your ad dollars to whatever is getting the highest conversions and which What's working the best? The best, yeah, cost per click and, and ACOS. Yeah. I love it. I think um, it's it's super hard um, as like, let's say you're a fractional CMO, you know, and I kind of operate in that role a lot. I feel like probably more than I get paid for, but, you know, here we are. And, um, you know, on Amazon or on Walmart, um, a lot of the, the marketing costs to spend, everything is inclusive, like right there in Amazon, right? Um, same for Walmart and fulfillment services. When you get to Shopify, like the things that drive sales to Shopify are like, you know, they could be blog posts, on-page SEO, um, off-page linking, you know, backlinks and different things like that. Um, they could be, uh, Google ads, email. Um, it could be TikTok, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, any number of things right versus on a on an amazon site is pretty native to like what's there um i think when you whenever you start thinking like okay i want to look at my marketing um i want to look at my marketing overall my e-commerce and track everything and see what's working and what's not working and you know your attribution has to be on point your uh reporting has to be on point you have to be somewhat of a 
dashboard genius, you know, to pull it all into one spot because they're all so um, non-native to each other. Uh, I think being able to go to one spot and kind of saying, hey, guys, I, my marketing is five grand. That's what I've got. Um, I would like to see it all here and see how it's doing. Uh, I think that's think that's big. Um, you know, Amazon attribution is not perfect, you know, by any means, like uh, obviously like Google ads or something more direct like that. It seems to be a little bit more accurate than some of the others. Um, but how big is how big of that do you think it is as a seller yourself, um, you know, in, in a now a software provider um, for brand owners to kind of know all of these pieces and what's what's working for them and what's not. And I think a two part question to that would be um, for me as an Amazon seller, I know that if I spend on TikTok and I'm driving relevant traffic to Amazon and getting conversions. For me, it's not just about the sales increase, right? It's a lot more than that. It's it's BSR and ranking and organic ranking and that. Um, how how do you, I guess, can communicate that value back to clients? Yeah, man, that's that's a great question. And I I don't really know a lot of softwares that are kind of omni-channel product campaign e-commerce enablement that brings that all into one space and shows you all these KPIs and analytics and then can incorporate, you know, machine learning or AI to constantly optimize these different areas of ad spend, which is really what we're trying to create. Um, and so, yeah. And in Shopify with um, regards to Shopify, I mean, I, that's also in our in our roadmap because I just see omnichannel becoming bigger and bigger here in the near future. I mean, I started selling on Amazon in 2014, and everybody knows that profit margins have been like diminishing by like three to five percent every year since then. And it, a, a study came out that 50 uh, percent of revenue is going to Amazon now for the majority of sellers. So there's going to be a point where most sellers aren't profitable. And you can talk about top line all day, but if you're not making it on the bottom line, you're not in business, right? So um, I think it's inevitable that, I know some people probably don't want to hear this, but it's inevitable that Amazon third-party sellers are going to continue to diminish. Um, and really the only ones that are going to remain are large aggregators and manufacturers that are going direct uh, to Amazon, right? So I can keep costs low. Yeah, so I mean, that migration... I, I think is inevitable and they're going to need somewhere to be able to drive traffic. And also, um, you know, a software that can help with that migration, which is also something that we've discussed. We try not to do too many things at once, but we've had a lot of sellers that want help getting set up on uh, Walmart or Target or even Etsy, if it makes sense, um, getting Shopify set up, getting traffic there, getting social proof there, right? So, I, you know, it's a huge opportunity. That's why we like to say it's an omni-channel e-commerce enablement software and not um, for like Amazon, for example, because I, I just see, I think e-commerce uh, is the future. Yeah, Amazon has definitely paved the way and yeah, it bought sure. trust with shoppers around the world in regards to getting two-day shipping. I remember when that came out, it was just unheard of to get some. I mean, they're still days. just so far ahead. It's really right. Cool. And I mean, they span internationally and those those channels would be a little bit differently. And, and you know, I think that they will be a major player for a long time. Um, at the same time, they don't really have competition. You know, I know like, um, if you know of that, uh, that site, I think it's Sheen, 
um, for apparel, you know, girls buy from there a lot. It's like fast fashion, it's <laughs> fast fashion. It, yeah. but they just launched in the U.S., okay. um, a U.S. marketplace. So if you're in clothing and fast fashion, like Sheen will be a, I think it'll be a player. Um, we advertise in, uh, on Chewy.com. Uh-huh. Like, you know, they've released advertising now. We're there. We're, we're on, me too, right? Uh, we're All on the dog stuff for Chewy. I'm like. You know, it's like just, and it feels like, you know, if anything ever happens over here, I'm good. And Fido's good, you know, and uh, it just kind of feels like they have a different approach. And I think that there will be more of these niche, like apparel, like food, like makers, like, you know, um, Etsy is like, you know, the homemade arts and crafts type of products or it should be. Um, I think the marketplaces will continue to come out that are more niche like that. Exactly. um, You know, Amazon will kind of be the one I'll solve all. I do believe that. Um, And then, but these other marketplaces will kind of force Amazon's hand, I think a little bit to get more competitive. And I think, you know, I think that's going to, no, I just think that's going to be big um, because a lot of the products too, if you were in supplements when you launched um, that, those products had crazy margins in them, you know, in regards to just the products you're selling, you start selling, you know, um, an eyeglass case or something, you know, the margins just aren't there. So it really comes down to kind of like what you're selling Exactly. And a lot of those big early opportunities like the supplements just aren't there anymore. Yep. Yeah, it's a volume game now. So if you're not bringing containers of supplements or whatever, you're not going to make it. And I said the same thing. I was actually on a podcast with Norm Farrar. Um, and I literally said the same thing. I'm like, in the near future, there's going to be different niche marketplaces. You know, Amazon's going to be a leader. Walmart and Amazon are going to become very similar. They already are, but they're really competing for the lowest cost. So anybody that's price sensitive that wants to find the cheapest item they're going to go there probably timu now is where they're going to go but um but you know if you if you've ever like if you search for a gift for your girlfriend or wife or whatever um on amazon it's like the products are terrible i would never buy these gifts for my wife you know so i always go to etsy to buy things that are at least you know meaningful feel more unique more special like something like that custom like and i go to game yeah. board for my my roommate like plays a lot of board games and yeah. they got it engraved on etsy you know yeah um, exactly but if it's you know if it's a home i go to wayfair etsy for gifts i don't really go on ebay but if you're buying like novelty type items and things that are like attachables yeah it still makes sense to go on ebay and then walmart and amazon's like listen if i need a bottle of shampoo or something or just bulk you know you're gonna go there so i agree I think that's all these channels and, and think about the problem it creates, right? Is they all have a little bit of nuance, you know? Um, so we, we create content for one of the, the biggest food brand in the, in the world. And uh, we have, you know, a contract for their content um, on Amazon and on Target. Uh, so we had to learn the ins and outs of terms of service around content creation for Target. Like a, a, some, something as simple as like images can't have text on target but on you know on amazon they can't it's a big practice you want to be selling have your value points there sure um target can't have that okay so creates nuance um especially if you're dealing with the enterprise brand where they're like you know they're down to like this is what you can do and can't do and all that kind of stuff um but there's a I, i use that as an example to just say two great marketplaces serve a different customer in some ways you have to know the difference here the difference there okay chewy allows you to do this okay you know on and on and on it becomes while it becomes okay maybe easier to get profit because i'm selling on a marketplace that allows me to be profitable as amazon gets harder 
um, tracking it all, understanding where your dollars are going. Now you've got 10 marketplaces and, you know, a website and you've got wholesale and retail and um, it becomes like, you know, you're going a million directions and nowhere all at the same time. I think it becomes even more important to be able to go to, um, you know, a single source of truth, uh, you know, for your marketing and your marketplaces and, and um, really de determine what's working, what's not. For sure. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build the, the omni-channel uh, e-commerce enablement. We say product launch software, we're trying to move away from that because, you know, going back to an earlier point, yeah, new products work well on the software, but we have people also do existing products. There's a lot of different use cases. They burn through inventory. You know, nobody wants to sell inventory, but it happens. So you get new stock in, you want to do, you know, dry traffic there, or um, maybe you want to liquidate because long-term storage fees are eating in. Maybe you bought too many fidget spinners before the holidays, right? <laughs> you need to like get rid of them or something. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah, 100%. So I, I see a lot of sellers that are, going to different marketplaces that's the ROI is still hard to justify. I just talked with somebody a few days ago that was like, Oh yeah, we were on target and like getting no sales, which is strange. Cause there's, I think there's only like 10,000 sellers on target. Um, but there's still relative to sellers. Like when you look at the buyers on target versus sellers, the ratio is massive compared to Amazon. Right. So, um, it's kind of strange, but, um, but yeah, there's just different opportunities for for different brands, and I see a lot of brands using multiple channels. They're going to have to, you know. Yeah, as someone that's built my business on the back of Amazon, I have to say I agree. I think it's about um, diversity and uh, specificity, like figuring out exactly where your products fit best. I would I would like to add a little two cents around. I do believe that Walmart, when people launch on Walmart, they do better if they have products under $20 um, relatively around there. I just think it's uh, it's a marketplace that those products seem to do quite a bit better um, <clears throat> versus when I put like, you know, $130 item or something like that. It's not seeing that sell at walmart.com. But on Amazon, um, we do we do fine all day with $130 products. So I'm not saying that they're not there. I'm just saying they don't do as well in regards to like getting momentum, sales velocity, um, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I would say, I feel like on Amazon as the private label sellers and like China coming direct is slowing down and getting harder. I do see this like kind of rise in more expensive items on Amazon and, and trying to figure out how to sell, you know, a thousand dollar chair or things like that on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I saw something recently that was, you know, talking about how expensive items actually were better on Walmart because the fulfillment fees are actually cheaper for, for larger items. Okay. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I mean, there's certain categories that do really well. Like I think food and beverage is better on Walmart and things like sports and outdoors are really big. Um, so it really just depends what your niche is. Like I, yeah, I think I would say like, yeah, on Walmart, I mean, I was buying groceries and getting my worms to go fishing at Walmart for yeah. a long time, yeah. you know, uh, me buying anything, um, and it also feels like at Walmart, if there is a super center, for example, um, I can get everything that I'm used to getting, like all my products are there on Amazon. I might be able to get like 50% of the food that I would normally get. Sure. Like there's still a 50% I need to get from the local grocery store or like something like that. So 
kind of that maybe that already um, conditioned customer that's used to going to Walmart for their basketball goals and their you know their stuff like that. Um, and I also think uh, they Walmart still has that uh, in store. You can go. You know, you could you used to be you could go shoot a hoop in my Walmart. Like they had it out there, you could kind of just mess around with the hoops and stuff and the sporting outdoors. Um, so, so you know, every channel brings their own kind of advantages. And what I would say to the expensive thing on Walmart very much might be the case for sellers to have lower fees and more profit. But does that sell? Right. I think that's what it comes down to. Is like, does it sell? Um, and it creates what people don't think about is that it does create. Um, complications across your marketplaces for example we started losing the buy box like crazy one year um a new e-commerce manager came into our partner we were like their amazon selling partner and um we would start at 500,000. we were approaching 7 million so we we're doing great we we're on trajectory and all of a sudden we saw this dip and we couldn't figure out what was going on they had started optimizing on home depot um because retail now in home depot buys based on what's selling online you know and um, they were optimizing on Home Depot, optimized, they got launched on Walmart. And we had said that the pricing was all set the same. Okay. But what we didn't realize, because there's no flag that comes up for this, is that Walmart had a 5% off pickup in store. So it's not showing on the price, but if you order it and then say pick up in store, you actually get a lower price. So we went months before we figured that out. Um, thousands of lost sales, you know, by losing the buy box. I don't know how that's just not like flat out monopolistic anti-competitive behavior. I mean, you kidding me? No, I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm more sharing it to say, um, you know, be careful when you're expanding like crazy and just know that, you know, you know, you got to have the experience within your team to be able to find these things or know about them and be able to adjust quickly. Exactly. You know, Chewy, um, we're having a profitability issue with the brand on Amazon. We're trying to adjust. We need to raise price a little bit. Cost of goods have gone up. And um, Chewy, we were waiting for, uh, you know, it takes up to a month to get a price change done. So oh, you wow. lose speed. You can lose some speed because you have to go through reps. It's a wholesale relationship, like kind of 1P on Amazon. So just a couple of stories around how, you know, the marketplaces can create complication for each other. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and so if Amazon is, you know, 95% of your business, just tread carefully as you, as you start to expand. And Amazon, they still have that in place, the rule of the pricing. They have to be the lowest. Yeah, they don't have to be the lowest. They have to be equal. That's what I that's what I believe. So on Walmart, it showed that it was equal, but because it was 5% off, 5%. they picked it up in store, then Walmart was cheaper. Yeah. Um, and so they don't have to be cheapest. They just have to be, no one can be cheaper than them unless it's your own website. So if it's another marketplace, cool. If it's uh, your own website, you can do quite a bit more okay. there. So okay. it just depends. Not everybody has a product that does well on a website, you know? Yeah, it's um, hard. Yeah, because I know when we had our brand, we always had you know twenty percent higher prices on the website, and never it was never an issue. But when we were on Walmart, same thing happened to us. Really, we got a lot of momentum on Walmart, but um, yeah, we were on eBay too. eBay's not a good place for um, supplements, but we were on there. But yeah, we had to keep all our pricing the same or even lower um, on Amazon. Got it. They would ding us. Yes, it's just things people are like, oh, I can grow sales, I can grow sales. And if you don't have the ability to troubleshoot or the team to help you find those yeah. things out too, like you can really shoot yourself in the foot. Um, coming up on time here, and I would love to just end the show, you know, telling people like where they can get in contact with you, where they can learn more about Brand Expand, you know, how, how they can follow along. Yeah, I mean, the best way, just head to brandexpand.io. 
um, and then ping our chat. I see you guys use Aircom2 down here in the bottom right. So we have a nice Aircom chat. Hit up our team. My email is sat.brandexpan.io. Shoot me over a message. Um, I like getting any message from sellers or prospective um, leads. Just I'll come over and we'll uh, try to help you as much as we can get set up for success and tell you a little bit about our software. We have some case studies and um, some other material that we can send over. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm on LinkedIn as well. Thank you, Seth. I know um, we're gonna. It's gonna happen now. We're gonna bump into each other at some of these, for sure, these events coming up. Uh, just look for the big red beard and make sure you say hello. Oh, well, um, no, but it's been awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, you know your your growth to where you guys are at is amazing. A seven figure exit and and doing what you guys are doing. I think um, it's very helpful for a lot of sellers that just struggle to pull all these pieces together, but are you know are putting in a lot of work on Amazon to make it work and. Um, that goal of a million sellers getting a million in sales, I think it's, um, I think it's doable. I think it's, I think it's out there. I know I've got a handful and I'm not a software, I'm a service based, you know, and I've probably got 20 or 30 under my belt. I'm far from a million, but it is possible. And, um, you know, if people are working hard and, and doing that and you're just making it, um, a little bit more within reach. And I think that's really awesome. So thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Likewise to you and all your success, man. Thank you, man. And and one more shout out to our sponsor. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let FullScale help. They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with a fully vetted, high-experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. I have this real deep voice going with this head cold I got. It kind of sounds kind of sounds awesome. I think I don't know. I'm gonna lose it. Um, but thank you, Seth. Um, we'll see you next time, hustlers. Thank you. Cheers. Startup hustles brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.